and we are back with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Bavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson and Grayson Sheepy G. Marino. And guys, definitely a tumultuous week in the NFL. A lot of interesting games happening during the week, but a very scary situation happening on Monday Night Football, really stunning the entire world, a game being postponed due to the fact of that matter, and now a lot of questions to be answered for the NFL going into Week 18 and what happens with this Monday Night Football game as a whole. But the NFL season is almost near an end, for, so we'll have to see what the you know Roger Goodell and the rest of the league decide to do about Monday night. Yeah, now when we would say every week it's been a crazy season, we didn't want me crazy like what happened this past week, but just crazy game wise. Yeah, uh, that's I guess that's the first thing. But it's been uh, an absolutely insane season from top to bottom. Looks like the uh, the end gets a little bit more murky here, but uh, you just have to take it day by day, week by week, and see how this uh, how these last couple weeks shape up. Yeah, I mean a lot of playoff you know scenarios have been finally been decided with clinchings. Obviously, the game on Monday would have decided a lot of, you know, interesting factors going down into the AFC. Obviously, with the situation that went on, we don't know what happens with not only the game itself, but what happens in the AFC conference as a whole. But before we get into that, obviously, we recorded last week on a Monday. Didn't, you know, see the full game between the Chargers and the Colts and give our thoughts about that game. Quick, you know, you know analysis about that. Chargers win that game over the Colts 20-3 to on Monday Night Football. They're going to the playoffs, so they don't choke away their opportunity like they did last season. They will be in the playoffs this year. Most likely will be either the 5 or 6 seed in the AFC, so we'll have to see who they play in the first round. But with that being said, let's get into our Week 17 slate. And it started off on Thursday Night Football with the Dallas Cowboys taking on a very battered-up Tennessee Titans team. They did not have Ryan Tannehill. Malik Willis did not get the start. No Derrick Henry as well. So the Titans' offense was consistent of Joshua Dobbs at quarterback and Hassan Haskins, the rookie out of Michigan, at running back. And the Cowboys realistically just took advantage of those injuries. They really played a really bad game overall offensively. Dak Prescott threw two interceptions. And if not for the Tennessee Titans being injured, the game could have been a lot closer on paper. But in the end, Dallas wins this game 27-13. They are still alive in the NFC East race, as well as getting the number one seed in the NFC as a total. Meanwhile, Tennessee now, they go on to play Jacksonville this upcoming Saturday with the winner getting in and being the AFC South champions. But guys, what did you realistically see from this game? Uh, This game doesn't even matter. If the NFL was going to cancel a game for a team or give a team a forfeit, it should have been this game for the Titans because this game doesn't change anything. It would have changed a lot for Dallas if they lost because they were still chasing that division title, which I guess on paper is possible, but it is highly, highly, highly unlikely for them at this point. It's still very, it's alive. whatever happens Sunday, no, it's, alive. it's still very alive. No, like like we say, any given Sunday, but this game didn't mean anything to Titans, so I don't blame them for kind of just phoning it in, uh, because the game against the Jaguars, this is for everything. Agreed. Um, yeah. They're really, you're both right. There really isn't much to talk about this game. I will say one thing. Dak didn't look too great this game, though, in the first half. No, Dak had some really, really bad interceptions thrown. And he, that's been most of his season this entire year. He's really had some really questionable decision-making. And that's going to be a concern for Dallas going into the Him playoffs. and Josh Allen have both been turnover machines this year. Yeah. Usually steady guys well, at quarterback that don't turn the ball over a lot. Him and Josh Allen have been turnover machines this uh Well, Josh Allen's also had an arm injury. 
Okay, oh, that gone. doesn't excuse him from being a turnover machine. That interception, yeah, well, last week. The, against oh, no, the no, Bears I'm game, talking, I'm talking really earlier. Like, at, right when he got hurt and the couple weeks after. Listen, didn't if people didn't normal. excuse uh, Justin Herbert from his getting his ribs caved in, I'm not going to excuse him for an arm injury. That's fair. So um, at, at the end of the day, they've, they've both been turnover machines, and the big question for Dak is, is this a guy you want leading your franchise now when he... No. Well, well I mean, you're locked into him right now. You're locked into him. Is, so right. You you're, you're locked into it, but, like, how confident can you be going forward with this? Not- because at the end of the day, Dak was a guy who was supposed to lead your team uh, to a Super Bowl, and now against the lowly, lowly Titans, he can't get it done. I think it's all going to depend on how this postseason run goes. I think you have to evaluate it. I mean, listen, it, we're not saying that Dak Prescott is not going to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys next season. It's well, more the be. fact. It's more the fact of a year or two down. The how line. long do you, you know, accept the fact of Dak being your quarterback if you're not winning a Super Bowl? You've had all these really good teams, really good records, and you realistically get knocked out of the wild card round every year. So something has to give for Dallas this season. Yeah, the, they're um, the Dallas Cowboys. This is. A complete off of uh, most NFL people's resume are basically what I call the Toronto Maple Leafs. Cannot win outside of their first game or first series. Um, Dallas, I just I don't see this team going anywhere. Not Dak. I just Dak is a game changer for me. And um, with what this offense has, I mean, Ceedee Lamb's a really good receiver. Pollard and Zeke's a good combo, like, but they need that game changer, and I just I don't see that on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, you got it. Offensively, I just don't I don't see it. Well, I mean that'll that'll be you know we'll have to see what happens with Dallas. They like I said, they still have a chance to clinch the NFC East and still has a, cl- a chance to you get the home field advantage throughout the postseason. So we'll have to see. We'll get into the playoff scenarios a little bit later on the show, but let's get into the next game and. A game that's pretty, you know, near and dear to my heart. The Giants taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Giants absolutely annihilating the Colts in this game, 38-10. to And finally, I can say this, the Giants have clinched a playoff spot. It has been a couple of years. 2016, I believe, was the last time the Giants were in the playoffs. Finally, New York is back in. They, you know, get a great performance from Daniel Jones in this game. Defense looked very strong. And they now go into the postseason. They're going to be locked up as the sixth seed. So they're either be playing a, a you know a interesting amount of teams. It could be either playing the Vikings, the Niners, either the Eagles or the Cowboys, even maybe. And the Giants, listen, get a great performance in this game. We'll have to see if they bench their starters going into the game against the Eagles on Sunday. But at the end of the day, I'm just happy that this team finally was able to do what they need to do and clinch that playoff spot in a very convincing fashion. Now I've said it from the beginning of the year that. Combined with uh, Saquon's reemergence as a top running back, uh, the Giants' schedule ahead of him for this season that the Giants had a really good chance of making the playoffs. I uh, said that they would start off eight and two, but I think they started off seven and three, so I was close about that. I knew they were going to have some hardship towards the end of the season, uh, just because who they were playing Minnesota, it's a game that they probably should have won, if not for that miracle field goal. Sorry for catch a stray there, Nick. Yeah. Uh, the game against the Eagles, which was a rough one. That tie against Washington was a rough loss as well. Uh, but they made it right. They took care of business. It was like a home. It was like a playoff game in MetLife this past Saturday. 
Giants in the playoffs. They'll probably get bounced in the first round, but anything could happen in the playoffs. So let's see what happens. Uh, it really depends on the opponent. I mean, I'll say this. If they catch the Vikings If you're Vikings playing the Niners, again, you're done. The Vikings would be a nice opponent for us. Niners, I don't like our chances as much in that game. Eagles, and no. Eagles or the Cowboys, I mean, I, I don't know. I, we haven't played good against them all I would season. Like, I would like I your know. chance against the Cowboys more than the Eagles. One, because Dak is a turnover machine. Two, but Giants' defense is a lot decent. And three, but Cowboys always choke in the playoffs. So if I had to rate your opponents, I would put Minnesota as the guy, the team you want to play. Then it would be Dallas. Then I think it would be a coin toss between Philadelphia and or, and or San Francisco. I wouldn't want to face San Francisco. They are the highest team in football right now. And, and, I don't care. Quarterback. and I don't care who the quarterback is. <laughs> they have the best defense in the and in, in, you know the NFL. So oh, you would, I don't you would want San Francisco about you'd rather play the Eagles than San Francisco. I would rather play the Eagles. Hundred uh, percent. Uh, okay. um, just a uh, what a first year to be a Giants fan. Just gotta say. Oh Jesus. This is the kiss of death, by the way. The Giants don't get to see the playoffs for the next eight years now. He wanted to, he wanted to take no. his fandom away after what happened this week. Yeah, I considered it for a hot second. Wow, but they would really I miss you. I stayed with Dable. <laughs> they would really miss you. That, they that would. whole that whole fourteen weeks, man. <sighs> no, I've been locked in all year, baby. Quality team. Coach. Yeah, no, Dable definitely is a definitely a consideration for heck, you know, head coach, he of, the year. coach of the year. In my opinion, uh, in my opinion, it's I would, him. I would, give, I would give it to the Niners head coach. I would give it to um. No, they're not going to no? give it to Shanahan. Come on, I'd they've give already had a good team. Third, third string quarterback, though. Bro. It would either be him. They might give Sirianni some, you know, consideration yeah. considering how the Eagles were the most of the season. Eh. I I would love it to be Dable, just considering the fact that everyone expected the Giants to be like a four win team this season. Well, those people were in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, listen, I said it from the beginning. I can say if I have confidence. I've been saying it from the beginning too. I said they could win seven to eight <laughs> games. They won nine, and they're in the playoffs. So I'm more than happy with how this team is playing right now. The defense looked incredible this week. Landon Collins had a pick six. Kayvon Thibodeau was amazing once again. Dexter Lawrence mm-hmm. absolutely demolished Quentin Nelson this week too. He's looking stronger than ever. You got Xavier McKinney back from injury. Adoree Jackson should be back sooner rather than later. So the Giants defense is getting a lot healthier. And the really big question is going to be, can the offense keep this rhythm that they had this past week going into the playoffs? We'll have to see. I was going to say, the biggest question is, is Kenny Galladay going to end up after playing Absolutely not. He's never going to play. All right, even. You will not see Kenny Galladay play. You You might see him this week, though, if they bench the starters. You might see him this week. All right, getting some reps with uh, Tyrod Taylor. Let's go, Kenny. Mm, yep. Earn, you got to earn every every penny of that $72 million contract. <laughs> yeah, you might see him against the Eagles. We'll never know. But speaking of the Eagles, let's go into their game against the New Orleans Saints. And kind of a stunner in this one. The Saints absolutely, kind of pretty much dominated this entire game from you know kickoff, winning it 20-10 to 10 over the Eagles. Eagles, once again, did not have Jalen Hurts going into this game. So Gardner Mitchell, once again, got the start. Did not look great in this game. Had an interception. Really struggled with accuracy in the game as a whole. Also got sacked six times. Andy Dalton did just enough to get you know the win for the Saints. Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill were strong in the backfield for them. And the Saints' defense was just a monster all game. He had a pick six for Marshawn Lattimore, who made his first start the entire season. Saints win the game. They go to 7-9. They needed a lot of help to stay in the playoff consideration. 
Unfortunately, that does not have go their way. So they've been eliminated from the playoffs. But for the Eagles now, this is big because they still have not clinched the NFCs. They still have not clinched home field advantage at the playoffs. So they have a lot to be playing for this upcoming Sunday against the Giants. So they'll be going, you know, guns a blazing with all their players. Jalen Hurts most likely will get the start. He looks like he's going to be playing in this game. So that's a big, you know, spark for that offense that really could use him considering how badly they played this past Sunday. They were awful. <laughs> they were awful. That offensive line was getting abused. Um, Not really much to say. I mean, the Saints played a really There's really, really good nothing noteworthy for this game. Yeah, like. Outside Taysom Hill uh, snapping once again. Uh, I think yeah. An opportune time, but that's besides the point. Dennis Allen, I'm looking at you. You didn't start this man one time this year. You better start him next year. Uh, next week at quarterback. They're gonna be they're gonna be a team that might draft a quarter. Well, well they need a quarter. the problem is with them not having their first round pick this year, they're gonna have to look into the later rounds potentially of of you know Will Levis? Well if Levis falls to the second round, falls then to sure. The second round, you absolutely take him. But you have to trade up. I don't see I don't see him fall. The problem is Grayson, I don't know if they have much draft capital to trade up. But not having a first round pick, you're gonna have to look into your future and think of it this way. Do you want to trade back up into the first round again, like he did last season, and waste another potential, and you know, have another really bad season where you don't have another first round pick. That's costing the Saints this year. I mean, yes, but at the same time, like everybody keeps saying, Levis might be that guy, even though his college career doesn't. Well, his last year of college doesn't really say it. Um, if you can get up and you know draft a quarterback. Yeah, no, listen, if you have the opportunity, you do it. It's just a question of do the Saints have enough capital to do so? I don't know. Because not having a first-round pick this year is really hurting them because they would have a top-ten pick if they didn't trade to the Eagles. And listen, no disrespect to Chris Olave. He's had a really good season for the Saints. But he wasn't what they needed. (laughs) But their biggest issue has been quarterback since Drew Brees retired. And they haven't found that since he's retired. Agreed. It's, um, It's a tough spot to be in for them. They put themselves in it, um, but it, it's a tough spot nonetheless. Well, well, we'll see. We'll have to see, but let's go into their division rivals and, you know, counting for both of these teams, the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the battle for the NFC South. The winner essentially will be in the playoffs no matter what. And at first, it looked like Carolina was going to get it done. They had a two-possession lead in the fourth quarter. It looked like they were going to pull up the absolute stunner and take the lead in the NFC South. But Tom Brady and Mike Evans said, not today. Big game for Mike Evans. Ten catches, 207 yards and three touchdowns, saving his best of the season for, which was the biggest game all year for Tampa Bay. And he has a monster game. Brady throws for over 400 yards, all three of his touchdowns accounting for Mike Evans. And the Buccaneers defense getting a late fumble recovery on a strip sack from Sam Darnold. They're able to hang on and win this game 30-24. to They have clinched the NFC South. They will be in the playoffs this season and will host a playoff game despite being 8-8. The question now is going to be, will they face the Eagles or the Cowboys? That is still to be determined from this upcoming weekend, so we'll have to see. But for Tampa Bay, they got very, very lucky that Mike Evans finally decided to show up this past Sunday. I have a conspiracy here for you. And do you want to hear this? Oh, yes, God. Yeah, sure. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to hear it. Yes. All right. I'm great. And then uh, 
all of our listeners have to listen to this nonsense too. So Tom Brady has such had such an illustrious career. Anything could hope for, right? He's won the Super Bowl as an underdog, uh, 25-point deficit as a favorite. He's gone back-to-back. He has all these achievements, right? He's never won the Super Bowl when he had when he's had a losing record. So what if he's just been sandbagging this entire time? He's gonna get eight and nine. He's gonna win the Super Bowl just so he has another list on his uh, list of achievements. What if he's been sandbagging? I mean, in the last it's very years? possible because you gotta remember this, the Buccaneers are getting healthier now. They're gonna have a lot, a couple of offensive linemen coming back, which has been a problem for them all season. And again, healthy at the right time. Exactly. And they're not going to have Tom Brady might be splitting time this week with Blaine Gabbard. And it, because remember, the Buccaneers have already clinched. They can't move up or down. They're going to be locked into that four seed. So they have nothing to play for this Sunday. I so, just rest all my stars, go eight and nine, then win the Super Bowl. Imagine that. I mean, it would be absolutely improbable if they were to do that. That would be Brady. But anyone would be Brady. That would be that Tom, if anyone to do it, it would be Tom Brady. You're absolutely right. Like, if anybody were to do it, it would be Brady. But back to this game. Um, I it's tough because I mean I'm a Sam Darnold guy. I like Sam Darnold. I think he's got. I think he's an average quarterback. Um, they had this game in the bag and <laughs> just ran into Tom Brady. <laughs> like kind Tom of, Brady got hot. It kind of brought me back to the you know the old vibes of you know years prior where they weren't able to cover the number one wide receiver remember that game with julio jones oh where he had god yeah over 300 yards receiving i think it was in that mm. game because benet ben wickery i never forget the name he just absolutely torched them in that panther secondary and yep. evans did the exact same thing against you know a former first round pick in cj henderson so yeah. credit to the tampa bay they really finally found that stride in the passing game which has been a problem for them all season and to do it this late in the year is a really good sign. If Tampa Bay wants to make another run at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that this is going to be, like I said, Tampa, De- Tampa Bay has a, re- there's a reality where Tampa Bay plays Dallas week one. Then they play the Minnesota Vikings week two. And then they play Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, God willing, if he's back week three. Yeah. There, there's a reality where this is Tom Brady's path to the Super Bowl. And I would love to see it. I know you would, and I'm sure a lot of Tom Brady fans would love to see that. Something you don't want to see, though, is how badly Carson Wentz played this past Sunday. In a game that mattered a lot for the Washington Commanders against the Cleveland Browns, the Commanders realistically go... Now, now keep in mind, their own head coach didn't even realize that this was a scenario going into Sunday. If the Commanders were to lose this game, the Lions win their game, and the Packers win their game, the Commanders would be eliminated from the playoffs. Robert Rivera didn't know that going into the game, didn't know that after the game until a reporter told them. And with their biggest game of the season, they go to Carson Wentz, you know, had a lot of success with Taylor Heineke, but he did struggle in their last game against the Niners. So they turned to Wentz, looking for maybe him to finally get that spark that they've been looking for. That was not the case. He throws three really bad interceptions in this game. And, you know, the Browns' offense was not pretty at times in this game. But they did just enough to beat the Commanders 24-10. to And with the Lions winning and with the Packers winning, which we'll get into a little bit, the Commanders now get eliminated from the playoffs. So they, so they go into this week with the last wild card spot, and they go from having that wild card spot to now being eliminated by the Cleveland Browns, a really, really disgusting way for Washington to end their season. And because of that now, 
they have essentially have nothing to play for next week. They're going to be starting rookie quarterback Sam Howell against the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll have to see how he does in his NFL debut. But for Washington, just another, you know, embarrassing mark on a franchise that has a lot of, you know, tumultuous and embarrassing, you know, marks on their entire franchise. Oh, it yeah. couldn't happen to a nicer franchise. That's all I'm going to say about and that. And a nicer owner. Happen. Yeah, I mean, I know he has all his problems right now, but like you said, I kind of want him to get ousted because I want to see the dirt on everyone else. Um, I kind of want to like s- speed up this dog and pony show and just get to the goods already. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this this franchise is a tragedy. The, this their home stadium is a tragedy. Uh, the way they honor past players are is a tragedy. And uh, thank God we want to see them in the playoffs. And their new mascot is also a tragedy. No, nah, I like the new mascot. The new mascot goes hard. Changed my mind. I'm changing your mind. It's absolutely terrible. I don't even think I've seen it. It's a pig called Major Tutty. It goes I'm, hard. I'm not even kidding. Oh no, I'm looking it up. I'm looking Major it up. Tutty is one of the best. Ma- it's like it's on. It's to me, it's on level with Gritty right now. This this goes I'm, hard. No, not to disrespect the Gritty, and I'm not even a Flyer fan. If you're telling me if the Giants debuted this, she wouldn't be all over this. No, I I'd wouldn't. Be all over this. Hell no. Major Tutty, that goes hard. Why would I want a pig being my mascot? Well, he's not a pig. He's Major Tutty. I lost brain cells from that last statement. I'm just going to move on to the next game because I, I can't stand talking about this okay, stupid yeah, franchise. This is, this is awful. Um, I love it, but it's awful. Yeah, but it's that level of awful which makes it good. No, well, he's not gritty bad, though. And gritty's also an asshole. <laughs> anyway, let me get into the next gritty game. Gritty because I, I I don't I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Let's just go into the New England Patriots versus the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins going into this game very banged up. No two attack by Loa. Did not have Teron Armstead. Did not have Xavier Howard. So a lot of injuries for the Dolphins on both sides of the football. They at one yeah Teddy Bridgewater going into this game starting. He actually gets hurt during this game on a pick six from Kyle Duggar. So Skylar Thompson, the rookie at Northwestern, had to come in. Didn't really do a great job. But the Patriots, to their credit, they took advantage of the situation at hand. They hang on 23-21. to That's now five straight losses for the Dolphins. They now fall out of the last wildcard spot. And now the New England Patriots jump into that last wildcard spot. So now New England controls their own destiny going into the final week of the season. Meanwhile, Miami now, they're going to need to win their last game. And they're going to need New England to lose in order for them to get into the playoffs and avoid what would be an absolutely horrendous end of the season. But, Johnson, I'm sure you are very happy with how this final outcome happened. Now, Nick, I, I called this, I think, four or five weeks ago when the Jets were 7-3, and three, and I think the Dolphins were 8-3 and three or some garbage like that. I said both these teams are going to lose out, and the Divas are going to make the playoffs. You're currently not wrong right now. <laughs> now, I thought the New England Patriots would have had this sewn up already. They should have won one of those. Last, you could There's three or four games where you could argue where they should have won. They should have won that Vegas game. They should have won that Vikings game. They should have won the. Um, uh, they should have never lost to the Chicago Bears. That was a whole tragedy of the game. That's let's not even talk about that. There's a there's three or four games that you could say, okay, the Patriots should have won that game. So to me, the Patriots should have sewn this up, and they're going to have to play. It's an uphill battle versus the Bills. I'd probably give them like a thirty percent chance of winning, but I like those odds. It's gonna be a t- it's gonna be tough considering the situation that happened with the Bills this past yeah. week. The Bills are gonna want to play more than ever, especially, and it's gonna be tough for New England. 
yeah, to and try who, to go on the a, road and win. No, nah, so, but what coach would be more fitting? I mean, let's come into an right. opposing stadium after a tragedy like this and just say, nah, fuck you. I came here to play football. You're, just you're absolutely molly. But ball. also, you're too, not wrong. With, new, uh, with the Bills, who knows where their mental state's going to be at? Stuff. That's, That's very also true. It's true. still very so recent. Like, you know, depending on what the news ends up coming out the next couple of days, who knows where their head's going to be at? Like, you can't just say, oh, well, they're going to want to play more. I mean, well, no, mean, mean that, like, like with their, with their yes. heavy heart, they're going to want to go out there and play for their teammate. That's what I'm getting at. Yes, but also. But it's going to be on the back of their mind. I know. It's that. How focused were they during practice all week? Like, it, there's so much going on with that is. Yes, when it comes to the game time, do I think they're going to be trying their hardest? Yes, but is it going to matter? Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I got you. It's uh, it's uncharted territory for a lot of people right now. It's it's that, well, We no. haven't had a situation like this in football, at least, in over 50 years, ever since that Detroit Lions wide receiver. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, know, he, I know he's not dead, but... 1971, a player from the wide receiver from the Lions dropped dead on the field. So we haven't really had a situation like this in over 50 years. Yeah, it's a. So we don't know how this team's going to react. So, so I mean, yeah, like you said, it's going to have to see what happens on Sunday. We we still don't even know what the situation is going on with the Bills' last game against the Bengals, which we'll get into in a little bit. But let's get into our next agenda game between the Seahawks and the Jets, the Geno Smith Bowl, with the loser essentially getting eliminated from the playoffs. And just once again, another frustrating game for the New York Jets. Offense was once again abysmal. Geno did just enough to hang on and win this I have a game. Question for you, Nick, before yeah, we go, go on. Go on. Um, the Jets have their own first round pick, right? Yes. Okay, we have a team taking Will Lovis. There we go. Uh, it's very. I, I think they look. I, I don't, the, see. The problem is they might go look into a veteran quarterback like Jimmy G yeah, or Derek I'm Carr. Thinking, that's what, I, I don't want anything to do with that franchise. I think Derek Carr is a very. I don't know about possibility. That, why not? The Jets. And Jimmy, and Jimmy G knows the system. He's the Niner, Remember, they have a lot yeah. of Niner coaches on that team. That and on top of it, they're a good football team. Mm-hmm. Well, defensively, the Jets are really good. Defensively, they're good. Their and the offense, offense is, is absolute trash right now. It, and it's but, it, hold on, but, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. it comes from the quarterback. It's no, not, no, no, no. It's not even that. Remember the issues with the Jets right now. Elijah Vera Tucker's hurt. Yeah. Guy Becton's once again hurt. No surprise. Brees there. Hall, who was absolutely killing it, before, you know, hurt. during the season, he got hurt also. So those are three big injuries for the Jets' offense. But yes, you're also right. The quarterback play has been absolutely terrible. Zach Wilson like, has not lived up to the hype. Joe Flacco, let's just face facts, he's on his last legs in the NFL. And Mike White's just not that guy. I hate this, you know, burst the, you know, bubble on anyone thinking that he's a really good quarterback, a serviceable quarterback. He's just not that guy. And you saw it in this game. He just really struggled against the Seahawks. And the Jets are really going to have to consider either potentially, as Johnson said, drafting a quarterback, which I don't think is the right move because I don't think you can really afford to, you know, try to develop another young quarterback, I think you have to look into a veteran like Derek Carr in the offseason because, listen, you still have something with this team. You just need some veteran leadership on the offensive side of the football to get you to that spot that you're looking for. No, I 100% agree with you on that. Um, 
it's I would go vet. I would definitely go a vet over a rookie. Um, either Garoppolo or you know Derek Carr. I think either of those options put the team in a playoff spot. Easy. Um, the quarterback play has just been so abysmal. It's been awful. Yeah, I'm happy you said it, and I didn't have to say it because it just looked like a bitter Patriots fan. I, I said it in the beginning. It was going to take all but three weeks for them to turn on Mike White, and I feel like that's already happened. I don't think it's more turning on Mike White. I think it's just it's the realization that he's not the guy. I, yeah, exactly. They're just realizing, oh, you know what? It was fun while it lasted, but we this this isn't it. We we just know Mike White's not going to be the guy that's yeah. in the future. It has to. They have to find something in the offseason. I don't um, know who it is. But who do the Seahawks play next week, by the way? The Seahawks play the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, so they'll have a chance to get in the playoffs because the Rams should lose that game unless unless Baker wants to go out again. So, like I said, we'll talk about the playoff scenarios because the Seahawks have a scenario in which they could get that last wild card spot. But for the Jets, I mean, they once again get eliminated from the playoffs. They have still the longest streak in the NFL of not making the playoffs. I believe they haven't made the playoffs since that 2010 AFC Championship game. I think so. Okay. Yeah, so 2010 AFC Championship game against the Seals was the last time I believe the Jets were in the playoffs. And they've had some years where they've had a chance to get in there. They just haven't, you know, lived up to the hype and expectations. And they've also had some really bad years in which they've been one of the worst teams in the NFL. More bad than good. Yeah, a lot more bad than good. You're absolutely right about that. They've had chances like with Ryan Fitzpatrick. How they had that one strong season. He, yep. he almost had it, and then he came back, and then he collapsed. Uh, obviously, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, the years. Haven't looked too promising. They almost had it again this year, but it always seems to come up a dollar short at the end. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a, a long offseason, to say the least, for the Jets. They could play spoiler this week, though, against the Miami Dolphins. I'm sure you are going to be rooting for the Jets. So unfortunately, yeah, you're going to have to this week. Jets. So, for once, we'll just have to see we'll have to hear that from Johnson. Go Jets. But let's get into our next game. A game that, you know, was one of the better games of the week between the San Francisco 49ers and the Las Vegas Raiders. An interesting game going into it. Obviously, Derek Carr was benched for Jarrett Stidham, so Stidham got now, the start for the Raiders. Johnson, go ahead. I want to be vindicated because I was advocating for this man when he got drafted. He's and I still, feel like he still looked a little bit shaky. Still I don't care if man, the, like he, you said, the Niners' defense is something else. So if he could do that against the Niners, I want to see what he can do against the poor defense. I will give him his prop. He played a heck of a game. The issue with him in that game was he threw two really bad interceptions and that cost the Raiders. And the la- the last interception especially cost Vegas this game. No, you're not it's, wrong. It's uh, I watched Jared Stidham blow Auburn's national championship hopes. So, uh, no, not that guy. I mean, listen, you had, some, uh, had another strong start from Brock Purdy. Christian McCaffrey was an absolute beast in this game. He had 121 yards rushing and 72 yards receiving. Brandon Ayuk had 100 yards receiving. And on the Raiders' side, Devontae Adams was a beast in this game. 153 yards and two touchdowns. He breaks Tim Brown's record for most receiving yards in a season by the by a Raider. Josh Jacobs had another strong outing as well. But in the end, San Francisco hangs on in overtime 37-34 thanks to a Robbie Gold field goal. So the Niners still are in contention for the number one seed in the NFC. They need to win, and they need the Eagles to lose to get into that one spot. Meanwhile, for Vegas, they get eliminated from the playoffs. So after making it last year on a Cinderella run, they go. They are now six and ten on the season. Josh McDaniels is a really bad first year in Vegas. 
They're now, you know, the rumors that maybe Devontae Adams might be leaving the Raiders in the offseason due to the handling of the Derek Carr situation. So for the Raiders, this is just a really rough time for their franchise. And there's really no light at the end of the tunnel. They're going to probably be drafting a quarterback in this year's NFL draft, if I had to guess. So time will only tell for that franchise, but just another, I guess, tumultuous season for them. And it ends with a heartbreaking loss to San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Now I said one thing about Brock Perry. It was something to be good as a rookie quarterback thrown into the game midweek because they don't have time to plan for you. But to continue this success week in and week out, this isn't dumb luck. This is he's legi- he has a legitimate chance to actually be a quarterback, a starting quarterback in this league. Um, so to me, I think that's the biggest takeaway, especially playing in a high pressure situation like this where the other quarterback comes out slinging and you have to respond. You just can't, you know, throw check downs. You just can't run the ball. You actually have to be a quarterback. So for him to play from the, from behind and get the win in overtime, I think that's going to boost his confidence a lot. It's going to boost not only his confidence, but everyone playing around is going to boost Debo who's sitting on the sideline right now. Jimmy Garoppolo who's on the sideline saying, Hey, when they come back fully healthy, if we could run a Brock Purdy and they're going to add one, a better quarterback and, to one of the top wide receivers in this league and Debo back into the mix, they feel like they could beat anyone right now. Yeah, I mean, you saw, you've seen George Kittle the last couple of weeks since Purdy has started. Yeah, he's been he's unbelievable. Fantastic. And once you get Debo back with this offense, I mean, th- there's no stopping this team. They have another really good opportunity to go back to the, the Super Bowl. And I think as long as Purdy is, you know, doesn't make it that many mistakes. I think they have a realistic good shot. They were my pick at the preseason to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Obviously, I wasn't expecting the injuries at quarterback that have happened this entire season for them. Or acquiring CMC. Or even that, even acquiring CMC. But they're in this spot right now, and they have a realistic good shot. And it's due, in fact, to that defense. Yes, they had a hiccup this past week. So they'll obviously look to fix those problems going into the playoffs. Doesn't look, they're probably not going to be playing. They're not, the question is going to be. Will they play their starters? I'm going to imagine they will just because they have the number one seed still on the line. So the question is going to be how long will they play them? I could see them very much well playing the first half of that game because they're playing a Cardinals team. Let's just face facts. Probably one of the worst teams in the NFL. If I would venture to say they are the second worst team behind Houston right now. Um, Maybe Chicago. I, th- I think I'm going to take Chicago over them. Oh, the Cardinals? Yeah, I just think so. I, I, I don't know. I don't Cardinals fully healthy? I don't know. It's They're close. just such a disappointing team because they have a they have a good amount of talent on that team. And obviously, Kyler Murray going down has been an issue for them. But even before Kyler Murray got hurt, they were still playing some really bad football. So I don't know what go, goes with them. I mean, a team that has D-Hop, it, they have uh, James Conner, they got Kyler Murray, they have J.J. Watt. They got a lot of talent on that team. Both sides of the ball, and they just and now can't you're losing get JJ done. Watt in the offseason to retirement. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to be in for a long offseason, which will probably lead to a new head coach, in my opinion. Oh, but yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is done. But nonetheless, the Niners get the win. They're still alive for that one seed in the NFC. But a team, Johnson, that's not alive for the number one seed now after this past Sunday is the, the Minnesota Vikings. They get absolutely demolished. On the road at Lambeau Field by the Green Bay Packers, 41-17 to the final. Green Bay just looked dominant from the get-go. They had a kickoff return. They put the, get the first touchdown in the game. And after that kickoff return, it was all Packers. Pick six from Darnell Savage. Rodgers had a touchdown pass to Tunyon. Also had a rushing touchdown as well. A.J. Dillon had a touchdown as well. 
and the Vikings were forced to just bench their entire you know roster mid you know midway through the fourth quarter because it was getting that bad. So now, the Vikings, go ahead. Remind me, what time was this game played? This was a four o'clock game. So there. And so that what happened you know, with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins played really bad. He threw three right, interceptions. There we, go. there we go. Vegas, Vegas knew it. Yeah, I knew it too. I say okay. Uh, Green Bay at home, they're on a heater. Uh, Christian Watson has emerged as a legitimate wide receiver, and Rodgers looks like he's getting back into his groove. Minnesota Vikings on the road, uh, playing not in a dome, playing in freezing cold Lambeau Field. Not a 1 o'clock game. Packers was the lock of the century. I mean, look at the stats in this game. I mean, Cousins those three picks. Justin Jefferson got held to one catch for 15 yards. Excellent performance from Jair Alexander on his part. Dalvin Cook was held to 27 yards rushing. The Packers defense needs to get a lot of credit. They've been really bad all season. They played phenomenal in this game against the Vikings. And a game that mattered because a loss for Green Bay would have, I believe, would have knocked them out of the playoff race. So another big time win for Green Bay. They go to 8-8, eight and eight, and they control their own destiny going into the final week of the season against the Detroit Lions. So we'll have to see what happens on Sunday night. But for Minnesota, like I said, no longer can get the number one seed. Right now, they're currently slotted in that three seed in the NFC standing. So it looks like, depending on what happens this Sunday, they're going to be playing the New York Giants potentially in the first round, which is a game that I've been wanting because I kind of want revenge from that 61-yard field goal game a couple weeks ago. So that would be an interesting matchup to say the least. But for Green Bay, like I said, they are in their own, you know, controlling their own destiny. Win and you're in. We'll have to see what happens against Detroit on Sunday night. Yeah, it should be a good one. Green Bay need a lot of help to control their own destiny, but now it's finally in the palm of their own hands. So they need to get this done. Uh, Green Bay has been in this scenario a couple times. Remember, maybe four or five years ago when Aaron Rodgers, I think, had broken his ribs and was out for, I think, eight weeks or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers came back because they wanted to play for the playoffs, even though he had a such a small, small chance. And eventually, even though he were winning games, they didn't control their own destiny, so they got eliminated. But now this scenario, even though Aaron Rodgers has been completely healthy this entire time, they finally got the help. And now you're going to finally see Aaron Rodgers, I guess, in a do-or-die situation to get in the playoffs at home. So I'm expecting he's going to come out, have a really big game. Uh, Aaron Jones is going to have a big game. A.J. Dillon might have a big game. And you're going to see these guys snap off and I really keep down the lines once more again and, and really see if the Packers are the, uh, I don't want to say the premier team in the uh, in that division because the Vikings, I guess, on paper and in reality are better. But uh, like you saw after the last week, the Packers still kind of run that division. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can fight it. I mean, listen. Like you said, Green Bay is getting hot at the right time. If there's a time in the season to, to you know get these wins, it's now. And Green Bay has had a lot of help that along the way. But here they are, like I said, one win away from going into the postseason and having an opportunity to play a team that's beaten them before in the San Francisco 49ers, maybe the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe the Dallas Cowboys, maybe even the Vikings. They're still We still don't know what the situation is going to be in the NFC playoffs. We'll have to see what happens. But let's get into the final game on the Sunday slate between the Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football. How about Pittsburgh? They, I mean, they just continuing, you know, to pull out some wins that this stretch. They hang on and win on a late touchdown from Kenny Pickett to Najee Harris. 16-13, to Steelers come out on top. They go to 8-8 eight eight on the season, and they are still somehow, someway, still alive in the playoff race. Will obviously need some help this upcoming Sunday to get into the playoffs. 
but a really tough loss for the Baltimore Ravens in a game that they realistically need right now because they are still in the hunt for that AFC North Division title. And now they fall to the sixth seed in the AFC standings due to the fact that the Chargers have a better conference record over Baltimore. So the Ravens now going from a team that was going to clinch the division a couple weeks ago potentially to now a team that is falling to the sixth seed and might have to play a really you know tough team maybe in Buffalo or Kansas City or maybe even the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs. I think the bank I think the uh I think the Baltimore Ravens are cooked. Uh I think Lamar Jackson leaves in the offseason. I don't think they franchise tag him or sign him to a multi-year deal. I think he's gone and I think they're going to have to go in the rebuild mode. I think over the last couple of weeks Tyler Huntley is not that guy. Sorry Grayson. Uh I don't know oh, what the, yeah. if you're a Ravens fan, what do you do at this point? Because, you know, at this point, they had so many, you could trace this back to so many blown leads where they had, where it's nothing but the defense's fault at this point, where they've had multiple 10, 20 point leads, three or four of them just gone. Even if you had two collapses, you'd be in a better situation right now. But they collapsed one too many times. Lamar got hurt at the end of the season, and this is this you know this is the bed and they got laying it now. It's been kind of a weird stretch because at the beginning of the season the offense was there and the defense wasn't. Now you're at a stretch of the season where the defense is there for them, but now the offense isn't there, and they really have not found that you know happy that meeting. common exactly like they haven't found the exact meaning of the minds for that team to where they could be a complete full team and win a lot more games. Now listen, they're ten and five. Or ten and six, I should say. So they still This is easy the team that could be fourteen and two though. Exactly. They could be fighting for that top seed in the AFC, but things have just not gone their way. And that could be a mix of coaching. It could be a mix of blown, you know, miscommunication between players and stuff like that. And obviously the Lamar Jackson injury is also playing a big factor into it. So we'll have to see. Baltimore is still in a situation where it's weird because on paper, they could be belling the Bengals this week for the division title, but obviously with the situation that happened in Cincinnati on Monday night, we still don't know if that game this upcoming Sunday is going to be for the division or not. So it's still a lot to talk about and at hand of what's going to happen with that as a whole because let's just go into it. I mean, the Bengals and the Bills played on Monday night. Obviously, had a scary situation with DeMar Hamlin. He goes down with... At first, looked like a concussion at first, but he goes into cardiac arrest. Unfortunately, um, they had to, you know, give him CPR on the field. He, thankfully, he, you know, they are able to resuscitate him and get him to the hospital. We're hearing that, you know, he's going to, you know, at current the moment he is getting a little bit better. So that's a little, you know, a little bit of sign of good, you know, hope for that. Still, a lot needs to be done to get him back to, you know fully recuperated but at the end of the day when that in when the, when it happened obviously the game did not matter at that moment it was all about his health and safety and you know making sure that he's okay and because of that happening the game at first gets suspended then it gets postponed so they won't play the game at all this week now it doesn't affect the week 18 slate for the nfl so everything's going on a schedule we don't know what happens now with this monday night game between buffalo and cincinnati there's rumors that it could be, you know, canceled and they just play a 15-game a, um, a or a 16-game season and, and 17 games, if that makes sense. Or they just give both teams a tie. So 
I don't know where don't the NFL know goes. So, Go ahead. So there's a scenario here um, where no one's talking about, but it's an elephant in the room. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but the NFL has been wanting to push the Super Bowl back to President's Day weekend for the longest time. Am I wrong, Nick? I believe so, yeah. So the longest time, they've always said, oh, why can't we just push it back to President's Day weekend? So they finally added the extra game to kind of prolong the season a little bit. And now they're just a week away from getting to that coveted weekend. I know it would be a lot to, I don't know if there's any more events going on in the stadium at the same time of President's Day weekend that Sunday. You People have travel plans, hotels, uh, flights, car rentals, et cetera, et cetera. The game itself, too. The tickets, yeah. You know, uh, you know, for all we know, people could have weddings the next weekend, who knows, or uh, vacations planned. But if the NFL ever wanted to pull the trigger on this and just kind of use it as a quote-unquote test run, they could reschedule the game, play it, and give every team an extra week off, make it like a super long bye week, and then push the Super Bowl back a week. That's obviously a very extreme scenario. I don't think it's going to happen. But if the NFL ever wanted to experiment with it and actually see how it would run, this is the one year where they could actually do it without actually. I, th- I think at the end of the day, I, th- like that. I think at the end of the day, they're probably just going to cancel the game and they'll just, you know, Buffalo can, it would be like, you know, previous NFL years where you play 16 games, that 17 game schedule. That will probably just pass those two teams at records. End. But it's such a necessary game though, because uh, I agree the- with you. I, it's definitely a big game, but the moral of the story is, is that yes, the game was very important, but obviously the safety and health of DeMar Hamlin is the bigger story right now. So the game as yes, is huge, but making sure that Hamlin is fine is way, 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 way bigger than this is benefits the chiefs at the end of the day. Unfor- yeah. Listen, I, I I hate to point that out, but it does. But I really, it's really a scenario that I don't even want to bring that up. But yeah, it does. It does. I guess help Kansas City. But I, listen, just, if, it's such a shitty thing if, to, say, I, to say. I guess if bang if the Bengals and Bills both come to the mutual agreement, you know what? We don't care. Then what am I to say at that point? I think they're going to because you got to think about it. If they're going to have to play, week, they're going to play Week 18. They if they were going to replay the game, they would have had to have done it by now. Um. They're going to play week 18. The problem is the week following that is the playoffs. You can't really run a game on a Wednesday or, or whatever for those teams to play. And then, oh, you have to play in the playoffs the next in the next couple of days, potentially. It's just going to be too much wear and tear on their bodies, which is why I think they either give them the tie or they just give them a cancellation and they just play it. Uh, and they just they just say the game, the game's, you know, not going to be counted. Didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I think they should just give them a tie. Um, I wouldn't even no, give him a tie. I'd just cancel the game. Well, see, the problem is, though, that it comes down to, like... I mean, if you really want to call it fair, if, if I'm Cincinnati, I think I they've got the momentum back game. Uh, yeah, but... You can't really just give them the win, though. It's, it's, such a, it's such a bad situation. You can't give them the win just because I it's... There was they were so, leading, it was yeah. Only, know, it was only the first, so early in the first game. quarter. Yeah. There was a lot of but time also, in the game. Too, if you also... Put in the perspective this though, you if you give them a tie at least, the record the amount of games they played is okay, and then the Chargers don't end or the Ravens don't end up getting cheated out of the Bengals spot. Like you know what I'm yeah, saying? The like, Ravens are still in, in contention for the AFC North, so that yeah, that, like that, it, that, that the, the game that game really was decided if the Ravens were still alive. You or can't not. just cancel the game. If at least if you call it a tie, 
But then again, you gotta remember the every team in the NFL. I yes will agree that the divisions and the standings will matter, and that they want to have a chance to win. But it's all a brotherhood, as they would say in the NFL. They could care less about what happens at this rate. They just want to make sure that Hamlin's okay. Yeah, but, that, but Nick, that's not the argument we're having anymore. The, the, that doesn't matter when it comes down to playoff positioning because this has already happened. The situation he's in is in. There's nothing more that they could do. So now you have to look at, okay, for the season to continue, what has to happen? I mean – I mean, they've already said it. Bringing, they, they're, they're just when you keep, keep bringing that up, you're. It's like, well, you might as well just end the season. Like, no, that's not that they already have said that they're going to play week eighteen. It's, exactly. it's still going on a schedule. So if that's the point, then you ha- you can't you can't say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. This, they care about that. What's done is done, and all you can do is hope that he gets better. But that shouldn't affect their decision making. I'm saying on, no. What I'm saying is their top priority isn't about that. The players well, it should t- be because you can't the players, do anything for the players. It's not their top priority. Oh yeah, well, but the players don't make the decisions. I know that's what that's what I'm getting. I'm saying the players could care less about that at this rate. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the players don't make the decisions. I know. Listen, that was Owners Sean and- I give Sean McDermott a lot of credit. He even said he didn't want to coach the rest of that game because it yeah, was such a, it was it was a terrible situation. And I'm sure if it was any other team, they would be the exact same way. Oh, 100%. But what I'm saying is is that, you know, you, you can't just completely forget or, you know, cancel a game as as horrible of a situation this is. Either you have to give them a tie or they have to play the game. That You can't have a situation where, like I said, now this puts – it doesn't – I understand the – it shouldn't be in the situation it is, but it is. So now you can't have a team that like LA or the Ravens that had potential to then take that spot. You know what I'm saying? Like that the Bengals had have like, you have to, you have to either, they have to play the game to decide how that game ends or they have to give them a tie. There's no in between to me. It's certainly an interesting decision of what the NFL does. Because you can't just cancel it. I don't know where they go from here because at this rate, they they need to decide what. Oh, this is uncharted waters. No one's ever they've never been exactly. This that, that, that's that's oh, the problem. 100%. I mean, if you even remember, the NFL didn't have the shutdown for COVID. This no, season they, was already they, done. So they, did, they didn't even have to. They had to navigate COVID when all the other leagues were already. Yeah. You know, they yeah. had their season. The MLB, I mean, NHL. Like, the way the way NBA. I see it though is this isn't like it's. You know, hockey or basketball or baseball, where that one game isn't really going to matter too much. I'm just saying, I think the scheduling like, right now, I just don't think there's a way they can finish the game. I think they're already screwed. Okay, then you have to give them a tie. That's what I'm saying. I, I, it's there's I, no I, I possible just don't situation think, where you cannot because have you got to think about it as a standing week. You're you gonna have to have a point. They're gonna play their game on Sunday, right? They can't play. They then they would have to replay that game on Wednesday, probably. And then they would have to go from Wednesday to Saturday or Sunday, depending on playoff schedule. You can't do it. You can't play so three games in that, 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 that span. It, it's too much. Then you have to give them a tie. There's no in-between. That, that is the only decision that can be made. Because you cannot cancel the game. Because then you're putting like these other teams at a situation. Either you play it or you give them a tie. Well... We'll have to see what they do. I'm not sure what they do at this rate because, like I said, it's already Wednesday, 
as of this recording, and they haven't made a decision on what happens with the game. They've obviously said the game is not being played this week. So I don't know what they do with it for next week. I think we'll have to I see. I think in classic, in classic fashion, we'll know around 1 o'clock this morning because when this is all said and done, edited and uploaded, kind of like with our MLB podcast, like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen. And then five hours later, That's we true. get the news. So uh, we're going to mush this and actually give everyone good. Listen, we, we, and, and early, they've been announcing the games times for the Bengals and Bills games today. So they that was the reason why they always were prolonged because they didn't know what time to play play those games just in case they were going to replay it at some point. So with that being made, now it kind of gives them a little bit of like clearance. Like, okay, we've scheduled the games for this time of the day. Um, what do we do about the game is now going to be discussed probably the next hours, probably the next couple of days. So we'll have to see. But anyway, let's get into now the playoff scenarios. Now, obviously with that situation going on, you can't really discuss really what goes down in the top seating for the AFC. Obviously right now, if the chiefs, if they decide to either give the tie or the cancel the game at all, then the Chiefs can just clinch and win with a win against the Las Vegas Raiders on Saturday. So they have the chance to control their own destiny and such, which is again a shitty situation to be in and control your you know destiny for that to happen. But that's the scenario that we're currently in. Other than that, though, some of the other scenarios to be clinched: the AFC title game. We've discussed it already. Jaguars and the Titans, basically a win-and-you're-in scenario. Even if the Jaguars were to tie in this game, they still win the division, so a big opportunity for Jacksonville to get back into the playoffs. For the seventh seed in the AFC, it's a big one. New England, win-and-you're-in. If you beat the Buffalo Bills, you're in the playoffs. Or if the Dolphins lose versus the Jets and the Seals lose versus the Browns and the Jaguars win against the Titans, Patriots still clinch that last spot. Dolphins need... To beat the Jets and the Patriots need to lose to Buffalo to get into the seventh seed. The Steelers need to beat the Browns and the Dolphins lose to the Jets and the Patriots lose to Buffalo to get that last spot. And even the Jaguars can still technically get that seventh uh, spot. If they still lose to Tennessee and they get losses by Miami, New England, and Pittsburgh, the Jaguars would also get into the playoffs. So there's still a scenario in which the Jaguars and Titans could both get into the playoffs, which is Again, makes this entire NFL season crazy as it is. We'll have to see what happens when it comes down to that. I'm gonna say, I only have one comment because I want to go into our next segment. But if the Patriots can't make it, I want to see seven and nine pride in the playoffs. That's the only thing I'm gonna say. Well, there can't be a seven and nine. You mean eight and nine pride? I'm sorry, eight and nine pride. Okay. I'm sorry, it used to be seven and nine pride. Eight it used to be. That would be that'd be pretty funny. Eight and nine pride in the playoffs. Uh, but let's get into our next segment. Our everyone's favorite segment. Uh, D-Gens are us. We're going to give you our picks. Uh, still looking for that name. Don't have one. That's what we're going to roll for now. We're going to give you our picks for the upcoming week this, uh, this NFL week. I had a very good week. Nick had a decent week. Nick, you went 6-3. and three. I went 8-1. and one. Really nothing wrong with that. Uh, I'll, I'll take that any day of the week uh, when we're picking games like that. Yeah. Uh, if you can go yeah. over 500, especially when three games over 500, I had in a normal week where I went 8-1. and one. Uh Really good gambling wise, but let's give those picks and let's hope for an even better week for both of us. Yeah, and listen, with Grayson now here too, now we get you know a third party and get to we see get the what. Now. Yeah, we get to see what we all think for this upcoming week. <clears throat> and let's, all right, the and let's start off with the Saturday one of the two Saturday games: Kansas City Chiefs against the Las Vegas Raiders. Chiefs are a nine and a half favorite on the road, with the over under being fifty two and a half. Who would like to start us off? I'll go. Uh, give me the Raiders plus points. 
and okay. the over. Okay. I really don't have much of an explanation for it. I think. Uh, well, I can kind of help you out a little bit. Um, I'm going to take the over 52 and a half. And my logic behind this is that Jared Stidham wants to prove that he could be that starter next year. So he's going to have a reason to play for, even though the rest of the Las Vegas doesn't really have a reason to play. He has a reason to, because he's, he's playing for a starter's job next year. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. Or at least a chance at a starter's job. I guess. And Patrick Mahomes is playing for, uh, for bye weeks and home field advantage. So that's with that being said, the both could be on the top of their game. And I'm going to take the over at 52 and a half. Yeah, honestly, it, it's just like one of those gut decisions for me. It's just what felt right. I, I don't Nick, blame you. I, I don't blame you for taking because listen, the Chiefs have been really struggling as of late. I mean, they've won their last five, but other than the Seahawks game, every game has been a one possession game. So they are really that's what I, like, that's what I really like about it though, because they've yeah. been high scoring one possession games. Yeah, that's also true. That's also true. I think I had to tend to agree with Johnson. I think it just take the over. I think I would want to trust the Raiders plus nine and a half. I just think it's really tough to trust Jared Stenham making his second NFL start. I think it is. I believe that first one was this past Sunday. No. I thought he made a start yeah, I think that's when a he was second. in New England. He might have started a game or two in New England. May- but maybe, but... It was I, the Cam Newton show when he was there. I don't trust it either way. I just... I don't trust the Raiders right now. They, they don't deserve to be trusted. So I don't want to touch the spread or money line. I'll just take the over in the game. It's probably the safest play. That's fair. All right. So we get into the one of the bigger games of the week. Uh, Tennessee Titans on the road going against Jacksonville. So go, they're going into Jacksonville facing the Jaguars. Jaguars are six-point favorites at home. Over-under is at 40. Who would like to start us off? Jacksonville hammering. Minus Hammering money Jacksonville money line. Jacksonville money line. Okay. Hammering it. Okay, that's my set. This is going to be the second time I agree with Grayson, so this isn't good. Uh, you had any logic behind that pick or just a gut pick? Um, Trevor Lawrence is a stud. That defense is playing way better. And I just, I think this team is going to keep rolling as long as possible. All right. Uh, Nick, would you like to comment on anything? What's your pick? It's so tough because Derrick Henry is going to be back for this game for the Titans, but they still have Josh Dobbs starting at quarterback. And I, I think that, at the end of the day, is just going to be the reason why they lose. I I don't know. I, I want to take the under so badly, but I, I you know what? I'm going to say I'm going to take the under in the game. I'm going to take the under. I just think that we're expecting – you know, the Jaguars get a lot of points. I think the Titans defense will come out and play in this game a lot. But I just think at the end of the day, with Josh Dobbs starting a quarterback, you're just not going to see a lot of offense from either of these teams. So in the beginning of the year, I picked Tennessee uh, to win this division. Now with a coin flip, I I said that they would win this division off the back of Derrick Henry. However, with him coming off the injury, he's going to be a little shaky this week. That's my expectation. I don't think he's going to have enough in the tank to carry this team uh, to a victory. So I'm going to take Jaguars minus six. Trevor Lawrence is popping off. Christian Kirk is very good. That defense has been uh, outstanding the last couple of weeks, and they're playing with purpose. Doug Peterson isn't a a bad head coach. He is mediocre. Um, I wouldn't call him good, but I wouldn't call him bad. 
So I think with his leadership, his NFL expertise, uh, I think Vrabel is starting to feel the heat a little bit now because, I mean, does he go in the hot seat after this season? Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, that's if he's, if but you, it's you, so yeah, tough. He's had so many injuries. They turned I mean, away his number it, one receiver. Yeah, but, yeah, but even before like, that, I mean, you had so many playoff opportunities. and even oh, no, But at the same time, He's had Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, one. But he's the one that made Ryan Tannehill the quarterback. Yeah. Fair. But still, that they trade away his best receiving option. I agree with you. That was a terrible trade. They've had a ton of injuries. Like, it is very tough that's to why put we consider, That's crazy. That's why we only say you consider it, because you see what he does next year. And yeah. if his team is fully healthy, and if he goes mediocre, then you can him. That's oh, 100%. His, that's fair. That's why, that's that. why I'm saying he's not going to get fired after this season. I I'd mean, but I don't think, I think his I think his seat's warm. I wouldn't even say warm, honestly. I mean, you don't go from cold to fire. You, you, it it's heats really, up a little it's definitely bit. warm after after how last season ended, too. You the, I would say he's I'd say you're the number you're the number, you the number one seed in the AFC and you lost in, and you lost immediately. I don't care if the Bengals right, were so red hot. He, right, you, so if his seat isn't cold then what is it? times and lost the game. It's just a seat. That makes absolutely no sense. With the potential no to be cold, with the potential to be red hot. All right. Um, um, Jaguars um, minus six. I'm not commenting on that. Um, Nick, let's go to the next one. Uh, Giants on the road going into Philadelphia facing the Eagles. Eagles minus 14 over under 40, uh, 43. The Giants are rumored to be resting their starters, and the Eagles are playing for that, uh, for control of the division and maybe the uh, number one seed over. Wants to start us out. Um, I mean, it's pretty easy. You, you gotta take the Eagles, like a money line, probably. I would consider I mean, the Eagles points. money line is such a boring bet, though. Um, well, that's what I was saying. But um, I'd probably personally go with alternate spread of seventeen. So uh, Eagles or Giants? Uh, Eagles minus seventeen. Okay, Eagles minus seventeen. So give you take away three points from the Giants. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair because you know what? If the Giants are resting the majority of their starters, uh, you know, uh, and the Eagles need need this game, I I just right, don't Nick. see the Giants being able to compete. All Giants right, Nick plus uh, fourteen. Thank you. Okay. The so did this. We thought the same thing. Remember Johnson. 2007, the Giants could have done the same exact thing against the undefeated Patriots. They could have rest their stars because they didn't have anything to play for. They already had clinched their spot. And you're facing a division rival. So you could screw your own division rival out of something. They're going to they're gonna play. Now, do I see them play the full game? I don't know. I definitely see them play in the first half of this game. Um, So I think the Giants will keep it close. The Eagles will probably win this game by a touchdown or 10 points. But I think 14 is a lot. So I'll take the Giants plus 14. Okay, uh, so conflicting bets we have right here. So I mean, in ugh, God, uh, I'm saying over 43 only because the Eagles might put up 43 points by themselves. Possibly, no offense, yeah. Nick, but you, no, you're putting. You know, I wrong. mean, it, it 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 might happen. So I think the Giants will have a good game, and I think they'll have a couple touchdowns between Saquon and Danny Dimes running it in. Maybe they get 22, 23 points, but if that's the case, the Eagles will go up to 40. Yeah, that, is that uh, is that, that fair? Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. That's definitely fair. Okay. righty, then. So let's go into our next game. Uh, since uh, Baltimore Ravens on the road 
against Cincinnati Bengals. Remember, is, I don't think Lamar Jackson is playing. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. He hasn't. He didn't practice again, out. so there is a there is a big doubt that he could he might not play this game. That is true. Okay, so possibly without Lamar Jackson for another week. So Tyler Huntley may be starting a quarterback just another time. Bengals minus seven favorites at home in Cincinnati over under slated at 41 and a half as of today. Who would like to start us out? Uh, I'm taking the Bengals minus 10, probably 10 and a half. Even I'd give them the extra half point. No love for Tyler Huntley of all people. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's Joe Shiesty. You never go against Joe Shiesty. Unless he's playing Josh Allen. That's the only time I ever go against him. Oh, no, I, I would I would double down if Joe, if Joe Burrow. He has to prove that he has the uh, that Joe is the superior name that starts with a letter J, not Josh. Joe is greater than Josh. But uh, my logic behind it is just more of a they've been hot. Um, I, I'm interested to see how, you know, Monday affects them. Just overall as a team, it's a lot to go through. I mean, I don't think it's going to affect them as much. It still might. It'll definitely I mean, affect someone like it's definitely going to affect them. Yeah, no, I'm not saying especially, it's not going to, but it's not as much T. as Higgins, the considering he was in on the yeah, play. I mean, it's it's going to affect them. But it's I think it affects the whole team because being there for it, that that's it still might mentally screw them up a little bit. I don't think they're going to be going through what Buffalo's going through, obviously, but you know. It, that's still a very tough thing to go through being there. All right. So. Nick, your pick. See, I think what Grayson said, I think I could see Baltimore easily not winning the game, but I can see Baltimore putting up a fight. This is a big time game because it's really all about seeding. Obviously we don't know what the situation is with AFC North at this current moment because of that game, but Baltimore, even if could still, you know, be the number five seed in the AFC because they're behind the San the I almost said San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers. We used to San Diego. I know. They're still San Diego in my in my opinion. Um it's it's such a tough game. I, Bengals money line is not a sexy pick because it's a minus like three hundred odds. Uh, I'll probably just go Bengals minus seven. I just money line is not fun uh, with a game like this. Fair enough. Johnson. Johnson. So, Nick, I'm going with Bengals minus seven. Uh, I don't think you're looking there's much to add here. Uh, Grayson kind of went a little bit, I don't want to say overboard, but he's a little bit more confident than we both are. Uh, Bengals minus seven is my pick, and that's uh, you kind of summarized it, or you both summarized it for me, so I don't think you're looking I have to go into really great detail. But we have to continue to talk about the AFC North with this Brown-Steelers game. So Cleveland going on the road. Deshaun Watson and his Cleveland Browns with Nick Chubb going into Pittsburgh, Heinz Field, taking on the Steelers. Steelers, two and a half point favorites at home over undersleeved at 40. Uh, Browns have nothing to play for. Steelers are playing for Mike Tomlin's record to be intact of never having a season below 500. And still a playoff spot. And they're, and they're playing for a potential playoff spot. Who would like to start us off? Uh, Nick, you could start. I was just going to take Steelers' money line. I think. I don't see I don't see them losing this game because one I think they keep the streak going with Tomlin, and I just think they've been hitting a nice wave of momentum the last couple of weeks. I just think everything that could go right for them is going right for them. Pickett has looked a lot better the last couple of weeks as well, and their defense is playing very very strong football right now. 
And LeBron's my guy. A nice win on the road last week to end the season, you know, and a team's hope at the playoffs. Don't think it happens two weeks in a row. So give me Pittsburgh money line. All right, Pittsburgh money line. See, that's that's a more fair uh, bet because it's not minus one ten. It's probably like minus one thirty five. I had to make a guess. Yeah, one forty. Wow, that's bad. I was that close. All right, <laughs> uh, that's pretty bad. So on that case, uh, not no, I'm gonna turn this over to Grayson for his pick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm also going Steelers money line. All right, so um, this is getting very weird because. I agree with you, but I'm taking the points because I want the better odds. Uh, That's, fair. That's fair. This is getting this is weird because we've all kind of agreed the vast majority of this, so I'm getting very scared. Someone's pushing all these teams. Yeah, someone's gonna get screwed. Multiple teams are about to get absolutely screwed. So my apologies <laughs> in advance. Especially I've been very I've been red hot the last two weeks, so I'm down. Listen, I could go like zero and nine this week, and I'd still be fine. So <laughs> may God help uh, your teams this week with these picks. That being said, we have the New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 going on the road into Miami. Uh, New York Jets have nothing to play for besides being spiteful to uh, the Dolphins. Jets, minus one favorites on the road over under slate at 38 and a half. Both teams starting second and third string quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm not sure if two is playing in this game, so I couldn't tell you if he is or not. Teddy Bridgewater is definitely out. Tua Tagovailoa, I'm not sure what his status is for this game. So at best, you're getting a banged up Tua versus uh, maybe Mike White. Yeah, I mean Mike White. Yeah, uh, um, I'd be very surprised if they played Zach Wilson. It's probably going to be Mike White. I'll tell you right now, we're going Jets minus three, baby. Jets minus three. So you think they're going to cover by more than a field goal? Hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I- Okay, I like it. Uh, Nick? Uh, see, if Tua was playing, I, I'd feel very confident in Miami. But if it's Skylar Thompson, who got absolutely demolished last time he played against the Jets, I, I don't uh, – there, there's no way Miami wins the game. I'm going to take the under. I'm gonna just going to play it safe. I think right now the Jets' offense is really bad, and if the Dolphins have Skylar Thompson playing, then – they're that they're not going to score a lot of points. So I'll tell you this, Johnson. If Skylar Thompson plays, I'll take it the under. If Tua plays, I'm taking Dolphins money line. I know we we, we kind of did one of those earlier this season. That that's that's that would be my pick. Yeah, but as of right now, I'll give you the under because give me the under because I think because I think Skylar Thompson is going to be the quarterback this week. Unfortunately for Miami, but they're still but with the season on the line, they might try to see if Tua can play. So about to say. Oh, what's a, right. another concussion? Possible. God, yeah, just sit, just, just sit on man. It's not worth it. Like I know. God. I don't um, even like to, but they're trying to kill this kid. I know. They're trying with to ruin being, his career. With that being said, uh, the Miami Dolphins have a terrible end of the season where the New York Jets go on the road and knock them off. I'm taking Jets minus one. Like you said before, the first time uh, Skylar Thompson met the Jets, it was with disaster, and history does, in fact, repeat itself. So I'm taking Jets minus one here. I wonder why you're doing that. Yeah, no reason why. No reason, right? No. Uh, I think, so we've been pretty much all agreeing for the last uh, seven, six or seven games or so, which is scary. So maybe these next three will kind of shake it up a little bit. I know this one definitely will. The New England Patriots are on the road going in the Buffalo facing a 
Buffalo Bill team stricken with tragedy. It's going to be interesting to see how they perform and how they react uh, to this these events this past week. We have Bills at home, minus 7.5 point favorites, over under is slated at 42.5 as of uh, as of tonight on Wednesday. Uh, who would like to start us off? You want um, to Grayson or you want me to go? No, you can go. Um, like you said, I mean, a very tumultuous time for Buffalo. I mean, it would be really interesting how they come out and play this game. I don't see them losing this game because even if this didn't happen, it's still it would still be a big time game for the Bills to win due, due to the fact of the seeding in the AFC. Obviously, that's no longer the that's right now not their biggest concern. Um, I just can't see them losing this game against the Patriots. Um, the question is, do I like minus seven on the? Give me minus seven, Buffalo. I didn't uh, like seven the... half, sir. Seven. Okay, yeah. You, you just give me my. Just give me. Right, do you want to alternate spread minus seven? Yeah, do alternate spread point. minus seven. Yeah, just the, the right, half probably, point. Probably knocks you down just a tiny bit, but not bad. I just think the last time New England played Buffalo wasn't really the strongest effort from the Patriots. And the way that this week has gone for Buffalo, I think they're just going to want to play with their hearts out, and then they're not going to let New England come in, come out on the road and beat them on, at home. And Grayson? I'm just going to go with the over. Um, over 42 and a half? Yeah, I just don't. I don't know how this game's going to look. The Bills, you know, emotionally and everything like that. Um, and I just don't trust the Patriots, so I'm just going to take the fact of, I just, if Josh Allen's semi there mentally, they're going to put up points. That's really all I got. Well, I agree with the Patriots that Josh Allen's going to put, put up points, but he's going to be throwing interceptions to the other team. So that's how he's going to be putting up points with pick sixes. So I'm taking Patriots money line because I will never bet against my team. I just want to point out, so like I have Buffalo winning. I have right now, I, I hate and I hate to say this, I think the Steelers are going to be that team, the last team in the wild card, the way that I have everything constructed right now. They might I, be. They might I, be. I, I'm, think having, I, I'm having New England. Because if I had to pick between the Jets and the Dolphins in that game, I'd probably pick the Jets. That's why I just stayed safe with the under. But the way I have everything going, I think the Steelers are going to be that last team in the playoffs, which is I think they might be too, but if not, go for the Patriots. All right. That's fair. Uh, Dallas Cowboys on the road going into – oh, God. I, <laughs> going I'm not going to mention the stadium. The I'm not, not going to mention the stadium name. Just the trash field. heep. Yeah. yeah an, an actual trash heap uh, dumpster fire masquerading as a football field. Uh, facing the Washington Commanders, uh, Cowboys seven and a half point favorites on the road. Huge, more than a touchdown favorites on the road, which you really don't see in the NFL very often. Uh, would like to start us off over under slated at forty one. I'll take it. Sam Howell money line baby. Get the hell out of here, dude. All right. Um. Uh, so you're taking, uh, you are taking Washington, Washington Commanders money line. Yes, sir. Alrighty, then. Uh, I'm not going to ask your logic behind that. Because no, I'll give clearly, you my logic. Uh, fuck the Cowboys. Okay. I listen. I agree with the logic of fuck the Cowboys, but man, there's you gotta be you gotta have a brain to like not pick the Washington Commanders. Like th- this team's terrible. I'm taking Cowboys minus ten. 
I'm doing alternates. Cowboys minus 10. I, All right. I like you that. Have a, you have a rookie quarterback facing a Cowboys defense with Micah Parsons in them. I don't see a chance in hell in which the, the commanders have a chance to win this game. Cowboys are still yeah, playing for a division defensive, title. Don't forget about that defensive line for the Cowboys, too. They're going to eat that old lineup. Commanders don't stand a chance, in my opinion. They're gonna look so at major, they're gonna look at Major Tutty and be very hungry. That's all I'm gonna say. Listen, Major Tutty is probably one of my favorite mascots now. It's just so bad, but it's perfect at the same time. It really encompasses the spirit of the Washington Commanders, an organization that is so so terrible, but yet at the same time they have this glorious mascot to kind of lead them into mediocrity. So Fair I end the event of that. With that being said, I'm taking Cowboys minus seven and a half, and Major Tutty is not going to see any Tutty sauce. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 thank you. Johnson and I are agreeing too much on this show. It's this is a problem. This is way right. too much of a problem. <laughs> this is going to be real. This is about to be really bad. Uh, but maybe Cowboys win by eight, so I win my bet, and you lose yours. Maybe that's maybe that's the scenario we I, have I right here. So, but... Yeah, I guess so. Oh God! And the final game of our schedule. Sunday night game, winner take all, win and you're in. Well, yeah, the Lions kind uh, of win and you're win in. Win you're in. Yeah, you gotta, kind you of win remember, you're in. You gotta remember the scenario. The Packers need to win and you're in. For the Lions, they need to win, but they also need the Seahawks to lose to the Rams. If the Seahawks yeah. beat the Rams, then the game means nothing realistic for Detroit. They're just trying to knock out their division rival. Yeah, I mean, it still means a lot for the Lions. So it either still means make a the ton, playoffs absolutely. or deny the Packers. Yeah, it still means. Yeah. So the Lions will be playing to win this game, no matter what. But yeah. the Lions are on the road going into Lambeau Field in Green Bay. Uh, probably the most important game there of the season right now. Packers minus four and a half favorites at home over under is slated at 49. Someone give me their pick. Um, Just so I could potentially see Amon Ra oh, in the playoffs, I, I I'm it. taking the Packers. Money uh, line or points? Wait, you, uh, wait, you points? You, you want the pack? I thought you said you want Amon Ra in the playoffs. I do, but I'm I'm banking on my mush. Oh, I, I see where you go. I see what he's doing here. I, I respect it. Okay. Because look, Nick, the way I see it is worst case scenario, I win money. Best case scenario, Amon Ra's in the playoffs. Amon Ra's in the playoffs. It's so you'd rather see uh, you'd rather see Amon Ra St. Brown than you win money. Yes, I've never. Uh, wow, that's this is this is okay. One eight hundred gambler for anyone listening out there right now. Lotto ticket for himself. That's isn't even a lotto ticket. That's just stupid at this point. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a hit on the majority of my Remember, bets he anyway. Took Washington, so he's he's going he's going balls to the wall this week. If you parlay Grayson's ticket, if it hits you, a multi-millionaire multi-millionaire no longer have to work anymore. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Nick, give me your pick. Uh, I'm going to take Packers minus four and a half, and I'm also going to take the over. Um, the way these two teams are playing right now, I just think the offenses are going at a great pace. And unfortunately for Detroit, they beat them the first time. There's just no way they could beat the Packers twice in one season, especially on a road game. It's the Lions' first primetime game in God knows how long. I just think it's going to be too much for them to overcome. Uh, when Packers, did Megatron retire? Uh, probably. I don't remember the exact. Feels like twenty fourteen at this rate. I don't right, remember the exact year, but that's the last time they had a prime it time is, game. It is. It has been a good minute since they've been on prime time. So I just think, with all that being said, I think the Packers just go well, out there. Well, you count Thanksgiving as prime time. Yes. 
But the, I don't know. I don't want to count that because they're on Thanksgiving every year. I'm talking about That's like I'm a non Thanksgiving primetime game for them. And it's probably been a, a hot minute for them. That's what I'm saying. Like we we know they have a primetime game every year with Thanksgiving. I'm talking about like Sunday night football, like or Monday night football, Monday or night Thursday fo- night football. Like I think the last Monday night football game they played was the game, was Sam Darnold's first start. I mean, for the Jets. Oh boy. Yeah, that's, that's that been might a while, be the man. last time they've been on prime time. I'm not even memeing. That could be the last time. I could be completely wrong by that, though. All right. Uh, so you're taking my, Packers minus four and a half. Packers and minus four and a half and the over. Yep. Over All right. I would like to. I would like to congratulate the uh, Detroit Lions for making the playoffs or at least knocking out the Packers because I'm also going to take Packers minus four and a half. <laughs> and with our combined powers of the mush, I hereby declare the Detroit Lions just need- uh, winners of this game. Just get Grayson's father to also take the Packers and. Oh, I already did. Oh, I told them. Oh, well, the there we go. Well, the playoffs, then. I literally already put. Just, just um, make sure that the that he also takes the Los Angeles Rams to beat the Seahawks, and then he then oh, you're no. out. Oh no, he needs the no. Seahawks to beat the Rams. Do it the other way. Yeah, yes. look. Can you do an inverse ticket of having the uh, of having the Seahawks lose, uh, the Packers lose, and having the Dolphins lose as well? Uh, can, can he oh, bet that? I have, I oh, sorry, him. the Jets to win. My bad. Yeah, the Jets no, no, no. To win. yeah, you need him to take the for your for your sake. You need the Jets to win. Then for the NFC side, if you want the Detroit Lions in the playoffs, that means you would want to take the Packers, and you would want to take um, you want to take the Seahawks. I yeah, got so him. Can you make that ticket? So uh, I have Packers, so Dolphins, happens. and as of right now. You tell him sure. to put all. Can you, can you tell him to put his life savings on Bill's money line? <laughs> no, no. I that's my life savings. Listen, listen he took the the, he took the Eagles last Sunday and they lost to the Saints, so I appreciated that. He also took the live over in the TCU game. Yeah, and that was the bush of a century right there. The game, I literally the, the go. Two teams literally they were literally allergic to defense, and he he bets TCU. Uh, I'm sorry, he bets the over in that game, and they all of a sudden. You see defense for the first time. Just needed one touchdown. I literally go, (laughs) funny story, completely non-podcast related this right, I guess. But might as well bring it up. So we're sitting there watching the game. I go, I hope you realize that both these offenses are going to stop eventually. There's no way they're keeping up this pace. He goes, no, they they got this. No problem. How, How hard can it be? They don't need 13 more points. And I'm like, and that was the kiss of death. Wait, wait, it's better. We're sitting there. I go, we should take the over. He goes, are you an idiot? They haven't played defense in a whole quarter. I go, okay. Proceeds to watch that happen. That is good old Jerry. If I've ever heard a story, <gasps> fucking hysterical. I was cracking up. I go. I'm sorry you lost money, but I you're an idiot. Good old Jerry. That's all I'm going to say about that that Come matter. But listen, another interesting week the NFL. Let's see how what happens with the whole Demar Hamlin situation and what the NFL does with that game. Obviously, the good thing coming out of that situation is that his chair his uh, toy drive is now over six million dollars. So that is a great you know sight to see. You know, great job of the whole NFL community itself by donating to that. So really like to see stuff like that happening. So we wish the best for Damar Hamlin and his entire family here at the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Another crazy week in the National Football League. Week 18 is just right around the corner. We'll have to see what goes down in the final week of the regular season. 
Once again, I am Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson and Grayson Sheepy G. Marino with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your weekend.